Welcome to The Way Church. We're glad you're joining us for today's message. For sermon notes, service times, and more information, check us out online at thewaychurchva.com. Now let's join Pastor Matt Rothy with this week's message. Our Christmas devotion is going to be based on two parts from God's Word, one from the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 7, and a section from the New Testament, John chapter 1. Here's Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. This is God's Word. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John, that is John the Baptist. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet, to those who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning Him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father has made him known. This is the gospel of our Lord. When I was in the third grade, my family lived in sunny central Florida, but my grandparents lived in the snowy Midwest, so we never experienced a white Christmas. So one year, we decided to take a vacation north during Christmas and the New Year's. Even though I was in third grade, I remember that trip very vividly. I remember building snowmen in my grandparents' front yard. I remember taking hikes through the woods and just looking up at the snow-covered trees. And I remember sledding. Oh, do I remember sledding. In my grandparents' neighborhood was a hill not far from their house. And 
Back then, I remember it being a huge hill, but since I've grown up, it, it wasn't that big, but it was a blast. You could sled down it, and if you were a big kid, like me in third grade, you could get going fast enough to go down a little ditch and shoot off like it felt like forever into the air, and yeah, into the road a little bit. So there was a rule. My grandma said that you had to wait for her to check for cars, if any cars were coming down this quiet neighborhood road before you went down the hill. But I didn't wait. I ran a red. Even though my grandma said, no, don't go yet, I took off down the hill as fast as I could. And I remember it very clearly. I remember hearing my grandma shout, stop. I remember looking up and seeing an old station wagon coming around the turn very quickly. I remember shooting off into the ditch, up into the air, and flying by as the station wagon slammed on their brakes and I shot off in front of it. I remember the look of the driver, uh, a woman who got out of the car, looked at me, who was okay there, laying on my sled in the street, who looked up at my grandma, back at me, and just said, a Christmas miracle, and then got back into her car and drove off. Here's my question for you. Was that a Christmas miracle, a, a true miraculous event? Well, let's talk about what a miracle is. A miracle is any occasion or event where, where God miraculously intervenes, where God sets aside the laws of nature and intercedes himself on behalf of his people. Was it a miracle? Well, maybe. Maybe when I get to heaven, God will tell me it is. But from what I remember, from my experience, probably not a miracle. The laws of nature weren't set aside. What happened was this, that my grandmother used her voice to shout as I went down the hill. The driver used her ears to listen to my grandmother. She used her foot to pound on the brakes, all because I did not use my head. A miracle? Likely not. Something wonderful, yes, a close call, sure. Something that ended in a way that was good and yeah, could have been worse, of course. But probably not a miracle. This time of year, we, we do. We talk about Christmas miracles very often, don't we? I mean, maybe in TVs and movies, you hear that phrase used in a certain line or maybe the title of the movie or the show itself. What does that usually mean? Well, it usually means by some stroke of luck, something good happens to somebody who's in a not really good situation. But is that truly what a miracle is? Well, no, what we know from scripture and from the Bible is that a miracle is, like I said before, an occasion where God hits pause on the normal laws of nature and intervenes himself. We think back to the Old Testament and we think about the times when God did just that. He separated a sea so that his people could walk through it. Seas just don't separate on their own, but God stepped in. We think about how God fought on behalf of his people. One time, making the sun stand still so that Israelites' army could, could continue on in their victorious fight throughout the day. Sun just doesn't stand still unless God intervenes. Fast forward to the New Testament. Wine doesn't just keep on replenishing itself unless Jesus, who is God, intervenes. Storms just don't stop like that unless God speaks. 
people who are blind, they're, they're not just healed when, when someone touches their eyes unless God intervenes. You think about Lazarus, Jesus' friend, who was dead, dead for three days. People don't just rise from the dead unless God intervenes in a miraculous way. During Christmas, we celebrate a miracle. We, we see a miracle, a miracle that Jesus did but before he did all of those other ones, a miracle that we read about from Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Matthew 2 records this, that Mary gave birth to her firstborn, a son. Angels shouted it out, that today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. No, no, this, this doesn't normally happen, that a virgin gives birth to a child. It certainly doesn't happen that a virgin gives birth to a child who happens to be God unless God himself steps in and intervenes. I mean, Mary herself was perplexed by this miracle. She said when the angel Gabriel announced it to her, she said, how can this be since I'm a virgin? The angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. No, miracles don't happen. Miraculous events don't occur unless God himself puts pause on the laws of nature and steps in himself. John chapter 1, which we read before, records the miracle in a very poetic way. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word, talking about Jesus, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This Christmas, we celebrate a miracle, the miracle of our Savior's birth. We see it everywhere we go in church as we listen to the songs that proclaim the miraculous events. Oh, we get to see and celebrate this miracle. But perhaps you're wondering, what does this miracle have to do with you? How does it apply to you? As we close out this Christmas devotion and sermon, let me give you two applications, two, two significant reasons that this miracle, that the Christ child, God himself, was born and, and born the way he was, of a virgin. Well, it matters. It matters for you. Here's the first one. The first application I, that I'd like to make is this, that you and I can stand in awe that this Christmas miracle, Christmas miracle was born for you. Stand in awe. Just step back this moment throughout your Christmas celebrations and stand in awe that Jesus Christ was born, born of a virgin, and it was all for you. Stand in awe just for a moment that God, who created all things, was born in time. That God, as John said, who was with God in the beginning and who was God, and through his words, spoke and created the entire universe, created even you and me, he was born. He was born into time in the most miraculous way. And why? Well, he was born to give 
you life. He was born to give you life to the full. He was born to give you and me eternal life. He was born, why? So that even though you and I couldn't even imagine this miracle, couldn't choose Jesus to come in this way, couldn't decide for Jesus to come in this way for us, well, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave you and me the right to be children of God, children born not of natural descent or human decision or husband's will, but born of God. The one born of God made it possible for you and me to have a new life, an eternal life, born of God, born to be his children. No, this Christmas, as you celebrate your Savior's birth, simply stand in awe that this Christmas miracle, Jesus, was born for you. This miracle happened all for you. But here's the second application. Don't just stand in awe of this. You and I can also sigh in relief. We can not only stand in awe that this Christmas miracle was born for us, we can sigh in relief that this Christmas miracle also suffered death for us. I'm not gonna lie, as I whizzed down that hill, I got a bit of an adrenaline rush. And I know it's childish, but as I flew through the air in my mind, I, I remember thinking like, this is awesome. And it's childish, I know, because it, it was actually very scary. And that was impressed on me when I remember looking up the hill back at my grandma, back at this woman, and, and realizing that this close call could have really hurt me or, or even killed me. I remember after it set in that what took place wasn't awesome, but was really, really a close, dangerous thing, I sighed in relief. I remember my grandma giving me a hug as, as she sighed in relief that, that death or, or serious injury were narrowly avoided. The same thing happened at Christmas. Cute as he might look in, in your manger scene, Jesus, this Christmas miracle who is born for you, well, this Christmas miracle would go on to suffer death so you and I wouldn't have to. He didn't just stand in front of a station wagon or push us out of the way. No, what he did, he, he stood in front of the wrath of God, the Mack truck of God's wrath that was coming down on us because of our sin. And he didn't just push us out of the way in some miraculous thing that caused him and you and me to avoid death. No, he stood there and he took what we rightfully deserved, he took it for us. He suffered death. He suffered death on a cross, but then he rose again to give us his life. He suffered death, rose again, all so that, what? Well, no darkness would ever overcome us or him, as John said, <laughs> that we wouldn't be swallowed up in, in darkness or despair or death, but we would live every waking moment of this life and eternal life, get this, in his wonderful light. He suffered death so that that would be ours. And out of his fullness, we would receive grace upon grace, as John said. Here's what happened. He, he took the wrath of God. He took the punishment that our sins deserved and he gave us grace, undeserved love. And then he gave us grace again and again and again throughout our lives. That's the Christmas miracle. The Christmas miracle is this, that we see Jesus 
born, born to die for us. This Christmas, we we get a chance to stand in awe that a miracle happened for you, that Christ was born so that you can live. We also sigh in relief. We also sigh in relief in a way that gives praise and glory to God that he suffered death for us. That's the Christmas miracle. And miracle on top of miracles, the fullness of all God has given you, well, this Christmas and every time you hear his word, every time we celebrate his sacraments, every time we see someone baptized, what God does is yet another Christmas miracle. He Emmanuel's you and I. He comes to be with us in the most miraculous way. He comes to make our hearts his home, to give us his gift of saving faith, to give us his gift of forgiveness, to give us his gift of peace on earth, peace between you and me and God. I don't know where you're celebrating Christmas as you see this video and this worship experience. Maybe it's somewhere warm like Florida. Maybe it's somewhere where there is snow like the Midwest. Maybe you're with your grandparents, friends or family or loved ones. But no matter where you are, no matter who you are, know this Christmas miracle. Emmanuel, God is with you. Take time this Christmas to simply stand in awe that the Christmas miracle means that Christ Jesus was born for you. Offer up a sigh of relief, a sigh of relief that that Christmas miracle means that death has been suffered for you and you and I get to live in the fullness of God's everlasting love. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.